The Electric Rodeo is an adult toy megastore podcast about sex, toys, pleasure and relationships. It contains adult themes, adult language and probably too much information about our sex lives. Sorry, Sorry Mum. <laughs> Kia ora everyone. Welcome back to The Electric Rodeo. I'm your host, Emma Hewitt. And I really hope my mum doesn't tune into this episode. Tash Bull. <laughs> uh, why not Tash? Because, you know, it's interesting. I have no issues with her supporting me and hearing the majority of this content for some reason. The fact that she might hear about the kind of porn that I watch. I'm not super into it. <laughs> Don't know why. For some reason, that's just like my line. That's the line. We found it. Yeah. But mum, yeah. you're still welcome to listen. Please continue to support me. I love you very much. But if you are listening, I'm so, so sorry. <laughs> I'm just going to send her like the time snippets and be like, maybe just tune out between here and here. <laughs> So as Tash just gave away, oh, Sorry. <laughs> this week we are talking about porn, yeah. but also erotica, sexy books, yeah. basically just like sexy, sexy things, yeah. the things that get us going, the things that get us turned on. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun. So yes, we'll be doing some of the obvious things like the porn, but we're also going to talk about the ways that we like to bring like eroticism and sexiness into our daily lives mm-hmm. that might not necessarily necessarily be an inherently sexual thing. So we've got heaps to talk about. Sorry to Tasha's mum, but it is going to be fun. (laughs) We've been talking about porn. Let's start with porn. Dive straight in. Oh, it's a lot of fun, isn't it? I do enjoy it. I am a fan. What is your opinion of porn, Tash? I mean, obviously, I think it's a nuanced topic, Mm. which we'll kind of get into that a bit more. But me personally, I love porn. I've been, you know, dabbling a bit more in, you know, understanding and researching about ethical porn Mm -hmm. and just kind of understanding what we should and shouldn't be watching. I'm not super great. I'm quite a lazy porn watcher, to be completely honest. (laughs) I get it from the easiest places I can, but I also try to be good and purchase porn as well. So, you know, I'm I'm dabbling. I'm doing a bit of this and that. I'm grazing. You're leaving out names, though. Go on. What um, what platforms are you using? There's obviously good ones in there and then the the naughty ones. Yes. Well, the obvious is like Pornhub, which is the one I'm not as proud of. And I'm trying to transition away from that. But I find just because that is what I kind of watched when I was a little bit younger mm-hmm. and it's got categories and I know what I like to find. It is so well just categorized. Go, yeah, it is well categorized. <laughs> well, actually, they changed it up recently and I'm not a fan of what they oh. did. And I haven't had a platform to speak on that on, oh. so I'm glad that I have that today. But, Finally. Um, the the other place I get it is Twitter. I follow like a few mm. different kind of like adult content creators mm. um, that I love. My favorite at the moment is Yinny Dom and Brendan Q, Jaden Stone, like a few different ones, but um, right. they're typically kind of a mixture of OnlyFans. Mm. They've got like Fansly, like those sorts of things. So I do a lot of like purchasing the video itself mm-hmm. um, instead of like a subscription just because yeah, I'm right. really bad and I let my subscriptions get away from me. So I pay for videos that are content that I would enjoy and I watch the shit out of them and I love it. That's good. That's good. So I that's what I'm doing. you watched porn on Twitter. I know that we've talked about this personally before, but even though I knew it was on there yeah. and that it's a great way for like performers to showcase the goods. <laughs> Advertise, market. Yeah. yeah. Show the goods. I've just like, it's never occurred to me as like a place to find stuff. Like I'm very much just like, okay, search. What are my categories? Yeah. Like, but I think because you're more 
in my opinion, you're kind of focused a lot on like the performer as well, eh? Like you're quite particular. Not necessarily. It's just that there are certain performers that consistently post content that is just the sort of thing that I'm into. Mm. And also because, yeah, like especially with like Yinny, I'm super attracted to them. Like I love their videos and how they have sex. So yeah, I'm a repeat customer. I like what they're doing. I'm going to keep coming back. I actually got into that thread because of TikTok because I would see like some of their videos on TikTok because they would post just like general kind of sexual advice, like Mm. people being like, how can I be more dominant with my girlfriend? And they'll like post a video. And so I kind of followed that thread being like, there was a guy that I followed for a while, French Brutus, and I didn't actually know that he was a porn star. Right. And then one day, like, I clicked onto it and then went over to his Twitter, and that was kind of the start of it. So it's kind of like I'll follow one, and then I'll kind of see them work with other people or see the people that they know and they retweet. And so it kind of, like, spirals that way. Okay, gotcha. Uh, This has just got me thinking. At A2MS, we obviously have lots of, like, toys based on porn stars. Yes. Would you ever buy like a dildo based off of one yeah, of your stars? I absolutely would. Would you? <laughs> if it was like, yeah, probably Yenny or Brendan Q, I absolutely yes. would. If it was a lovely silicon dildo, absolutely, yeah. why not? I mean, I don't really, like, we kind of talk about this, like, I feel like I don't really go out of my way to buy a dildo. It's not like mm. a vibrator. I don't have a million of them. But, um, yeah, you know what? I absolutely would. <laughs> yeah, because I was just thinking about this as you were talking, and I was like, because a little while ago we were, like, in the group chat, we were like, oh, my God. Small Hands and Owen Gray yes, both yes, have yes, them. Yes. And those are two of mine because I'm just a Belissa girl pretty much, strictly mm, now. Like I, I too used to use Pornhub, which I feel is like a gateway porn website. Like it's kind oh, of like you start there. It's the one. You learn a bit more. Yeah. And you move on. Yeah. On those, you, sometimes you do have to fall back, just depending on exactly what you need. On exactly. The day. Yeah. Um, Funds for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah true. <laughs> Belisa does lots of free stuff as well. I do need to get into Belisa. I follow them on Instagram. It's so good. So they are an ethical porn site. Yeah. And a lot of what they do is created by women. Um. So it's women directing, like women producing. The site itself is owned by women. So it is like very cool. It's always got like a nice point of view. I didn't really know that that was something that was super important to me. Like for me with porn, I don't like the way that it is made all the time. And I don't like some of the stuff that it shows all the time. But I didn't realize like how different the two would be. And so, like, the more I watch Belissa, the the less I feel like I can watch, that like, makes sense. male-created stuff. That and I really sense. noticed it when we were in Japan. So me and my boyfriend oh, went to yes, a love hotel. Yes. And so these are hotels that are designed specifically to go and have sex in. So you can hire it by the hour or you can hire it by the night. And it was so much fun. Yeah. This one just happened to be ocean-themed. So, like, <laughs> when you walk in, there's a projection of, like, a whale and turtles. And it's, like, a faux cave and there's whale sounds. Beautiful. But then you get up into the room and there's just like all these porn options. and Like on a TV? On a big TV, yeah. yeah. So big TV right in front of the, the bed and you can choose from masses of stuff. Yeah. And like we were like, you know, getting into it. There's a wand vibrator beside the bed and I was like, oh, you know what? When in Rome, I'm yeah. going to put on condom on that and let's go. Let's use it. When in Japan. Yeah. To be honest, it wasn't very good. I had a better one in my bag, so we didn't end up just using that. Fabulous. But, you know, I was like, it's here. For the experience. A little bit of fun. 100%. Why not? So we, we turned on some of the porn and it was like, we're both really quite into like shibari tying and stuff like that. Ooh. And we turned one on thinking this is going to be good. But there was just something about it that was so, from the perspective 
of the man and like there was a woman involved who was being tied and she did not seem to be enjoying uh. herself. And I was kind of like, sometimes it's okay for me because sometimes like I watch quite like rough porn. Like my yeah, main category same. is hardcore or <laughs> yeah. gangbang. So Ooh. yeah, no, I know, I know. So I was like prepared, but I don't know what it was. Something about it was very off-putting. And I was like, this is definitely directed like a, by by a man. Mm. And I've learned too much and I've ruined it for myself yeah. because I know about ethical porn and I've learned all of this stuff and I can't go back. And Ooh. I was like, look, it's ruined, Jay. We have to turn it off. <laughs> they need to get Chromecast in there by the sound of I it. know. Yeah. Well, they probably did. We were too scared to – there was like buttons and shit everywhere and we were like, what if we accidentally push a button that's going to like send someone to the room or, you know, your, like, like – brother-in-law like across the hall? Yes. <laughs> with his so we had a lot to try and like not think about. Yeah. We all got there together and we had rooms opposite each other and we we're like, oh, gosh, we'll meet up again in like – couple of hours or something, eh? It was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like, don't think Walking about Walking into a building with the explicit purpose of having sex. I know. Love it. I mean, to be honest, we needed somewhere to stay for the night as well. We booked for the full night. And it was just a beautiful place. I highly recommend. <laughs> <laughs> so I've just told you the categories yes. that I'm into. <laughs> so now it's your turn. Don't be so shy. She's hiding I'm her so face. Shy. <laughs> um, look. The ones that I find myself going to more consistently are I like to watch rough mm. category yeah. and I like to watch a lot of anal porn. I mean, I do like anal, but like not as much as you would assume based on my search okay. history. I do watch a bit more like intense stuff. I am personally, I'm into like praise and degradation, but I'm more into degradation. Same. So I do like, you know, kind of the more intense stuff, which is why I have kind of tried to go more towards ethical porn, just because I do want to like kind of have that safety blanket of knowing that it was created in an ethical environment. Yes. You know. That's exactly the same with me. That's how I feel as well. Erica Lust is another great studio that is woman run, yeah. but they also do these videos where they actually have like the actors talking to each yeah. other and discussing what's going to happen in the scene and they show all the consent and stuff happening, which is really, really cool. Super cool. Yeah, so I, I also quite like that. And they they use a lot of orange gray as well. Oh, everyone loves a bit of orange gray. I know, it's the alphabet leg, man. I don't know, there's something, he just seems like he's having a good it's time. The alphabet and, like, leg. I think it's in spite of the alphabet leg. It's so bad. I, I just so mean bad. you recognise it and you're like, yeah, okay, we know who it is. Yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> But I was going to ask you a question as well, because we both watch, I guess, quite like, not hardcore. It, it but is like, more hardcore. It's probably, I would say yeah, it's a little bit more than, hardcore. yeah, okay. Definitely not vanilla stuff. Do you find that you, your tastes have gotten progressively more so? Because you've probably heard like people always talk and joke about the fact that like, you know, you start watching like lovely missionary and yeah. then within like a year you're like full gang bangs you know like yeah. do you, have you seen that progression yeah yeah it's a it's a common I suppose misconception that mm. that like porn is a rabbit hole where you just keep going down and down and down and it gets worse and worse yes. and worse but no I don't really feel that for myself I do think like yeah progressively I did like watch more hardcore stuff but I think there's a bit of a natural progression there mm. and then it kind of gets to the point it is. I do kind of like sometimes watch quite hardcore stuff and then I'm like, it's probably the last time I'm going to watch something like that for a while. But yeah, no, I don't think it's kept getting like that for me. I think it kind of hit uh you know certain level at one point and then I just kind of fluctuate between when I feel like watching something more hardcore sometimes I don't sometimes I'm feeling really romantic and I'm feeling very sensual and in a very happy place mm -hmm. and I'm like 
I don't really want to watch someone be rude <laughs> to this woman. Yeah, yeah. If I'm feeling fragile, yeah. I can't watch that. I want like passion. Like yeah. the thing, I think the thing is for me, I really crave passion and I want to watch passion and like somewhere in my brain that's turned into like more like intense, like, I mean, I keep saying like degradation, but like, you know, that sort that's of thing. Cat. But yeah, I think I just like it because it's passionate. So sometimes I just want to watch like more intimate, intense stuff. Yeah, right. Fluctuates. Yeah, that's interesting because there's been some studies come out recently saying that that's not actually a true thing. And I was like, that's that's fun to me because I had sort of thought about myself that maybe – it was because I had definitely progressed. Yeah. But then I was like, actually, I think it was just more of a realization of what I'm actually into and what I fantasize yes. about more than anything else. Yes. I don't think it's the porn watching that is influencing that progression. No. I think it's me starting to like learn more about myself and become more aware of what actually like excites me. And it doesn't mean that I necessarily want to do that stuff. Yeah. But it is like something that I will fantasize about in my yeah. head for sure. Yeah, it's like that perception of desensitization, right? Mm. Like it's similar to with toys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, people talk about it like you're chasing some kind of high and the more intense stuff you watch, the more you get desensitized. So that's not the case at all because the same thing that turned me on a year ago still turns yes. me on now. Exactly. So, yeah. Oh, interesting. I'm going to put a little shatter on our social media about this because I want to find out what other people think about that as well. About? About like the progression and whether they think themselves yeah. that, you know, like it's become more intense over time. Yeah, absolutely. So I'll also post the link to that report because it's real fascinating reading if mm. anyone is interested I am. in that too. Yay me, me, for me. my sex nerds out there. <laughs> sex nerds. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Another kind of porn I think that I haven't really tapped into that I know you love mm. is audio porn, right? Yeah. So I think Dipsy, I follow them on Instagram. I love, love, love their content, but I still haven't actually gone to the profile, clicked on the web link and checked out their stuff. Mm. So can you tell me a bit about that? Yes, I love them. But So there's a few that I love. Yeah. So there's Dipsy, there's Furley and there's Quinn as well, oh, Quinn, yeah. which is super cool. So they're considered like erotic audio sites. And so you can, yes, you can listen to porn and stuff on them. But what I've actually used them primarily for is that a lot of them do like guided masturbations and stuff Uh. like that. Or they do like even like journaling prompts and stuff. Like a lot of them are getting kind of into like the sex ed and that side of things, which because I'm a total nerd for that. Yeah, total (laughs) sucker for it. I'm like, oh, I'm just going to listen to this. Like, you know, and there's been a few times, like I've listened to it for the porn as well. The problem that I have I'm super particular about voices. So it's Mm. the same for podcasts and everything. There are very few podcasts that I can listen to. I find this too. Yeah, because if your voice frustrates me in any way, like you're done. I can't do it. And I've found that for the most part, I struggle a little bit with some of the voice actors, Uh. and particularly if there's a man in the scene why is that I don't know and I think maybe it's because a lot of them are like this American voice I've used it with Jay and we've both been in there together trying to listen to something and there was like this amazing like woman like talking and then suddenly this guy came in and it felt like I was like oh my god it feels like there's like a frat dude like in the room <laughs> where did you come me? from <laughs> yeah I was like this is so distracting and we were both trying to be like oh it's sexy we're trying something new this was the first time that we listened to oh. it together and then at one point we were like 
Can you just turn that off? That's really distracting me. I can't focus. Oh, I'm not no. horny now. What was he saying? <laughs> I can't even remember. It wasn't anything bad. Right. There was just something about the tone of his voice that I was like, I don't need him here. <laughs> but I was like, it's probably better by yourself. Like my opinion is that audio erotica is better to listen to when you're alone rather than someone else. Yeah, yeah, I would definitely think so. Like, is it like POV kind of stuff or are you listening to two people? This was like a narrative story. So they were like... masturbation. No, so this was like a porn story. But it was one person telling their side of the situation and the other telling their side of the situation. Like they were meeting, they met at a party, you know. That's fun. We're making eyes. So the story itself was fun. And I was just like, mm, this voice. It, if it had been another voice, it probably would have been fun. But it kind of put me off a little bit. Yeah, I think audio and, like, voices definitely can impact my arousal. Mm. I find that I – maybe the reason I haven't is because if I'm not watching porn, I will put on, like, a sexy playlist. And yes. I will – if I'm, like, playing with my imagination, <laughs> um, I'll have, like, sexy music on to back that up. So yeah, maybe that's right, why right. I haven't, like, got into it. But, yeah, like – Sometimes I've like curated, I've got like at least three or four different like sexy playlists for like different moods. And like, loves a sexy playlist. I do love a sexy playlist, (laughs) but like sometimes I'll be listening to it and then I'll just like go out of the zone because I'm like, it's not the right song. Oh, (laughs) cute. Yeah. I am, I'm a lazy girl. I don't really fuck with playlists that much. I have like, I've made like one playlist with songs I like on it. And now it's just got like 600 songs. Insane behavior. (laughs) But Jay's real into it. So he puts on, sexy music and it does is it sexy I've heard the music Jay listens to Jay Jay doesn't really have like a sense of like what's appropriate in the moment (laughs) reading the room when it comes to music he will he'll get up at eight in the morning and start working and listen to full techno yeah and I'm like or he'll, when we're trying to get ready to go out and he puts on like really heavy, like hectic, <laughs> fast-paced music. And I was like, yeah, I'm stressed. I'm so stressed. <laughs> this is, <laughs> I cannot get ready to this type of shit. Like I feel like I need to run out of the door. I will say that his sex playlists are probably his best work. Oh, fabulous. In terms of being able to understand the situation. <laughs> Matching the vibe yeah. that we're going yeah. for. Yeah, 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 yeah. Love it. Well, he tries hard. Blesses we so. <laughs> Okay, so what about books? books? Because I'm a I'm a book gal. Mm-hmm. I love books. Books are my life. Me too. I <laughs> shut up. I try so hard to get Tash to read my books. I give them to her. I see them about a year later on her bedside table. She's like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna finish it. I'm gonna finish it. It's just I'm really I'm just really inconsistent with interest in things like when it comes to different hobbies like reading or crafting like I'll get in a real zone with it and then other than that I'm really out of the zone and I do apologize I still haven't returned uh one of your books which I really need to I I typically find I read most when I go away on holiday Mm, um and I just don't be going on a lot of holidays but I am (laughs) trying but when it comes to like sexy books sexy books (laughs) I did read some when I was younger and I didn't really understand the effect that it was having on me right like when I was probably like intermediate level like I remember Mm. there was a I think it was called like fishbowl there was like and it was just like smart right like I was really into reading at that age of my life and I'm trying to get that back yeah but it was quite smutty and I didn't realize and I remember like reading this scene it was um it's this book about like three roommates and they're all in their early 20s and you know like having Mm. sex and blah 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 and like I would reread like the sexy I would bookmark (laughs) the sexy thing and then I would reread it and be like yeah 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 and it it never occurred to me that it was like turning you up yeah (laughs) 
Um, I love that. When I first got into masturbating, the first type of porn I used was books. When I was like maybe 11 or 12, I distinctly remember I would look up the word sex on Urban Dictionary and then when it has examples, some of the examples in there are like straight up like written (laughs) porn and I would read them and I would masturbate and I didn't even know what I was doing. But oh, looking back, I'm like, that's so funny. That's so good. Yeah. You need to pull up some of the Urban Dictionary oh, they're entries. Really, they're really bad. <laughs> Shall I put some up now? Yes. Oh, no. They're, like, really bad. I remember them so vividly. Um. Oh, no. Maybe they've, like, censored it. But the, I will say while we're here, the first hit when you type in sex on Urban Dictionary is when you shove your dick into a lava lamp because you're lonely as fuck. <laughs> And I would um, just like to let the audience know if anyone were to go look this up, this was not what I was masturbating to. I do remember, I will, t- I will tell you, the one that I think it was like one of the first hits, it was just like this like written like short story essentially and it was about this girl who was new to the building and she went down to the like apartment's hot tub and there was like a guy there and they basically started having sex and he had like a massive dick and he called and he had this like two pump thing. I don't know, man, it was gross. <laughs> I just remember reading it and be like, yeah, I'm into this. And now I find spas very erotic. <laughs> hey, it's had a lasting impact. <laughs> but um, maybe a more normal answer from you about um, <laughs> porn books. Well, I never got into them until super recently. Mm. Like ever. I was just, I've always just thought like, I was like, uh, books aren't going to do anything oh, for me. So Which is so funny because reading is like my go to like I would rather read than watch something mm. you know and like yeah. every other aspect of my life so what books are we reading well well let me, know. let me let me tell you so the one that really kicked it all off which is probably the same for a lot of people listening is A Court of Thorn and Roses oh gosh so I is, oh I am obsessed with fairies. I have always been obsessed with fairies. And now the fairies are fucking yes. and I'm like yes but then recently I was rereading a book that I read when I was quite young, probably similar age, like 11 or so. Mm. And it was like a fantasy book about fairies. And there's like some bits where they are, they're not having sex necessarily, but they're like, there's there's romance and there's intensity and all of this stuff. And I was like, fuck, it's reminded me so much of that. And I was like absolutely loved that book and it's always stuck in my head it's one of the few uh, books I remember from my youth so I was like maybe the inkling was there I think so all I, the time I think it's there from a young age and we just don't know how to recognize it as yeah. inherently sexual which is cool because like you touched on before like erotica isn't doesn't it have to inherently be sexual it makes you feel good it yeah. makes you feel like alive, alive inside yeah, I guess the problem with the court of thorns and roses is that once I started reading that I was like, I don't want to read anything else. Like any other book I read now, I'm like, not horny enough, three stars. Doesn't turn me on. Yeah, even if it's a great book, I was like, oh, it's become very apparent to me that the only thing I want to read is real horny books. (laughs) (laughs) And so now that that's, I've finished that, I've moved on to the Sookie Stackhouse series, which is the original. Great name. Hilarious, right? So it's the books that True Blood is based off of. And I love, so True Blood is my wanky wanky good time show every time that my boyfriend goes away I spent the whole weekend watching True Blood and drinking a bottle of wine (laughs) in each session everyone in True Blood is hot Suki is so stupid in the books but and they're terrible I don't recommend them but they are sexy and they are horny can I just say you are not my only Libra friend 
who watches True Blood and has talked to me about how, like, horny, sexy vampire fun time it it's is. It's so hot. Which is hilarious. Maybe it's a Libra thing. I don't know. Probably not, but. Although I tried to, so I've watched I've watched the whole thing through before, and I tried to watch it again with Jay, and I very quickly learned, it is so cringe. I was like, this is a show for just me by myself. <laughs> like, don't share this with anyone. I'm sharing it with all of you because I trust you. Yeah. This watch is a alone. safe space. <laughs> yeah. But it's so good and you're so right. It's like I love the idea of like subtly horny things. Like you could read these books on a bus or a train mm. and no one is going to know. And you've just got the little flutters going. Like I love the, that. the cover doesn't say like horny and huge letters across <laughs> it. It's not like smart. So it's like it's like things that you can just do anywhere and they just give you a little bit of like a boost throughout the day. Which totally. I'm, I'm very much enjoying at the moment. Well, that's part of your bucket list, right? Like bringing more, more eroticism into, into my life. Yeah. Yes. And I know that we've talked about the magic and like sex magic and stuff already the two kind of tie in together in a way for me like I was already obsessed with fantasy and they always included like stuff about magic and and witchcraft and all of that stuff as well and so I kind of see even reading like sexy books as kind of like oh this is my little sex magic like this is like (laughs) fantasy this like gets me going and it's like and it's part of like the magic and the pleasure in the day-to-day life like I'm in a phase where I can't kind of separate the two they're kind of feeling the same erotic I know (laughs) look at me oh my god am I ticking off my bucket list you are <laughs> so speaking of erotic, what does that term even like mean to you? I suppose like just to give like a more rudimentary understanding, I would say that it's anything that, you know, pertains to or inspires like arousal. Mm. Um and that can be like excitement and that that's kind of like where we say like the excitement doesn't necessarily have to be sexual, but it could be titillating. Yes. Perhaps. Yes. Um that would be my half baked <laughs> yeah, no, idea. That's good. I like it. Oh. I really like the perspective of like Esther Perel and also Audrey Lord as well, yeah. who kind of see it as like, it's almost like a life force, I guess, in a way. Like mm. they see it as the things in your life that make it exciting and and prevent like staleness from occurring, yeah. which is something that's like kind of obviously often seen as like the antithesis of eroticism is like becoming like monotonous and getting stale in your life and stuff and I think that for a lot of us we relate it directly to sex but the original kind of description of eroticism is actually not really involved with sex it's more of kind of like a a whole life of like living and feeling and sensuality I love that yeah which I really enjoy and especially as someone that's like now in a eight-year relationship like Mm -hmm. I'm starting to understand it a bit like more (laughs) in that sense you know what I mean like there's this whole idea that like domesticity is like the death of eroticism which just basically means you get in your flow and you start doing the same shit day in day out I feel that sometimes like it's definitely something that like I have to keep in my mind to like work myself out of just generally like I've been in this job for a really long time Mm -hmm. and I've been with my partner for a really long time and now we have a dog so my life is very like structured and more routine than it's ever been and sometimes when I'm in a routine it's kind of hard to add in those like moments of spontaneity and fun that makes sense because I'm in a routine because it's the easiest way to do stuff when you're 
super busy. Like, yeah. do you feel that? Because you and George have been together for a long time. Yeah, I mean, I think George and I have a lot less responsibility than you, <laughs> simply because we don't <laughs> own a, a dog. <laughs> but yeah, George and I have been together for a little over four years. And we've been living together for maybe around three years and we've been open for about a year and a half. Mm. I definitely think non-monogamy has most definitely probably slowed the kind of the idea of domesticity, like yeah, killing yeah. anything like spontaneous. I, so I don't really know because to be honest, I'm kind of a bad person to ask because I don't feel like we're trying to keep a spark alive. Yeah, like I yeah. feel like especially almost five years down the line, like even after like two years, I've heard people say like, oh, you know, the spark dies, blah, blah, mm. blah. Like you just get into the routine, all that. I've never felt like that, but... I think because we have such open communication and took the steps to open up our relationship gradually and we've been exploring that and it's, you know, an opportunity to explore ourselves and our relationship. I feel like for me, I don't feel like I've lost anything or mm. him and I have kind of gone to a place where we're at a bit of a stale standstill yeah, yeah, just yeah. because I am very blessed to have the freedom to continue exploring a lot of things. Yeah. Super lucky. I don't feel like that at all. I still feel like we've got a lot of eroticism going on. Even like last night, George was like very clearly in the mood to have sex and I was just like, oh, like I don't know, like let's see. Mm. And then he literally was just like getting ready for bed and he had like a new black hoodie on and his little like black undies and his socks <laughs> and for some reason I was just like wait a minute get over here <laughs> like just seeing him looking attractive yeah. like just does it for me yeah I don't know I'm, I'm very lucky I think that's cool yeah, yeah. my um it's probably because I'm writing briefs for this podcast to be honest. <laughs> but I'm just like thinking about this kind of stuff all the time now yes. and like and like obviously translating it into my own relationship and thinking about stuff mm. and I was like I think that like the one thing that I love the most about me and Jay's relationship is how much we laugh together because I'm like, yeah. even though I worry that at some point it's going to feel like monotonous and stuff, we have a way of connecting really well mm. on like a joking level, like, Fantastic. you know what I mean? And so I love that we like, no matter what we're doing and how routine things feel, like we make each other laugh so hard yeah. which often ends up in like in kissing and touching and and you know yeah, and like oh, leads so into that you're yeah so it's just like, you're so, you're so cute. cute and so funny yeah. and I'm like oh my god I'm so cute and so funny like should we do this <laughs> you know <laughs> why aren't we having sex yeah. right now but then in saying that I have a tendency to to turn everything into a joke which I also <laughs> think that at times can be like the death of sexiness in that moment. Could we get an example? Like, okay, so for instance, I got into this phase of like every time that I would get undressed, like if I was about to have a shower or something, mm. I would just come out and like kind of like, ooh, so sexy, like show my body off to Jay and then like run back in and like have a shower and sure. do something cute. Now, because I've been doing it for so many years, it's become more of like a presenting myself. <laughs> So, like, I'll get naked and Jay will be, like, in the kitchen or something, for example, yeah. and I'll just come out and stand there and go, you see this? <laughs> One breast, two breasts. Like, oh, my God. It's just, like, it's become, like, this, like, super stupid thing that I was like, oh, man, I'm pretty sure I've killed the sexiness of this one, eh? How does he respond to that? Uh, usually he just, like, laughs. Like, it used <laughs> right. to be more sexy. Now it's kind of like, oh, yeah, yeah, okay, get in the shower. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. One breast, two yes. breasts. Yes, there they are. <laughs> We're all here. All right, run along now. Gang's all here, gang. <laughs>
<laughs> yeah, maybe I could rein that in a bit. Maybe I'll have to start getting oh, a little more. But I mean, it's like you said, like you guys get the giggles and then you're like, oh, so cute. Blah, blah. Like, I, I find that as well. Like if me and George are sitting together on the couch laughing, like it just takes like a couple of giggles and you're like, Haha, you're so funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, should we make out? We're so funny. Wait a minute, what's about to happen? <laughs> I feel that way about anyone. Anyone says something funny and I'm like, come here, you. Let's make out. <laughs> yeah, we're making out all the time while we record this. Guys. Yeah. <laughs> There's so many cuts between <laughs> these audio files and it's just us like. <laughs> so we've talked a little bit about what kind of, you know, how we get turned on with our partners. What about turning yourself on? Well, that's funny because even when I'm doing the stupid presentation of my body today. <laughs> before the shower I will still go back into the bathroom and like be like oh like damn you do look good like you know and it does kind of like I'm a dancer so I dance around basically at all times when I'm at home and so I will like I'll just like before a shower like sometimes I'll just like do like a full strip show in the bathroom for no one but myself in the mirror yeah and like it's like stuff like that that does get me going like real hot lingerie just for me I don't need anyone else around to view it like that shit is good you know like I think there's some there's some self-love in there like we should be able to turn ourselves on right I think self-love is a very powerful arousal tool like I do the same thing like if I'm getting changed or you know getting ready for the shower I always look at myself in the mirror and like do a little and I think if you're like in that mood where you're like look at me I'm so cute in my little undies like if you've got that going on for yourself I think you're definitely open to a lot more kind of general erotic stimuli yeah to be honest like I'm a real like intellectual sexual person oh a sexual intellectual a sexual intellectual (laughs) intersexual no that's probably something else (laughs) but you know like when I talked about my romantic relationships back in the astrology Mm -hmm. episode where we touched on that for me I need a bit of like intellectual stimulation to really like get there yeah and I think that that is kind of the same for kind of my general arousal like I very much fluctuate between being like there might be one week where you know George and I will have sex like three times in a day yeah and I'll masturbate like maybe another time that day and I'll (laughs) masturbate the day before that and the day after that so like and I'm just really open to it and like that's just kind of the vibe I'm in but then I might also have a week where like at the moment I'm not in a really sexual place I mean we did have sex last (laughs) night but (laughs) but like before that I don't think we (laughs) we weren't having sex and I wasn't masturbating Mm, for a few days so I definitely fluctuate and I think if I'm kind of involved with someone if I've got like a situation or something that's exciting me that is kind of when I'm more in like a heavy phase yeah, of like right, right. being a lot more feeling a lot more erotic and like open to that sort of thing but yeah other than that some most of the time it's just if I'm alone and I'm just like better, better crank one out like I'm really I've just, got the time no one else is here yeah it, I, I don't require a lot yeah <laughs> I mean I do but like when it comes to just me masturbating I'm just like it's about that time like George is in the study it's after dinner and I'm like watching a show I'm like I could just pause the show and masturbate yeah. right now. Diddly-ly-ly. Do it. <laughs> yeah. So that's kind of what does it for me. Oh, that's good. Yeah. We will be talking a little bit more about like libido and arousal mm. and all of that kind of stuff a bit more later in the season as well. Because I know that sounds like you don't have any issues there, but I know that for some people it's not quite as easy to no. like get themselves ready or even to like feel themselves, like yeah. turn themselves on. Yeah, You know absolutely. what I mean? 
And I've been through that phase as well. I don't know. It, it's just so much broader than like the here and now. Like mm. sexual arousal isn't necessarily just like me and the person in front of me. Oh, There's God, so no. much more to it and it's like – there's just so much more to it, you know what I mean? And I guess that's why, like, the bucket list is so important. Like, that's a really good way to just have an idea of things you want to do, yeah. have that in the back of your mind, because then you'll just be more open to it. Naturally, you'll just be more open to it and you'll be more excited about it, right? 100%. Yeah. And even, like, in relationships and stuff, it's like newness is just sexy. Yes. Like, it's always, like, for people that are not super happy with where their libido is at, that is always the first thing that's recommended, right? It's just like, mm. try something new, mix it up. Yeah. But it's true because it is, it's like, it's the same thing as talking to new people or, you know, like feeling that erotic spark with totally. someone. It's the same thing. It gives you that same buzz, trying something new with like your current partners as well is mm -hmm. super cool. So yes, bucket list. We love it. We hope that you've yes, all yes, been yes, yes, thinking yes. about your own and creating your own. Yeah. So speaking of our bucket list, as you all know, one of the items on mine is that I want to write an erotic novel, but Ooh. I want to write it with all of you. Um, so we're going to start. Okay, mm -hmm. so on Instagram over the next few weeks, well, basically until the end of the season, actually, I'm going to put out some prompts every week. So I'm talking like who our characters are, what mm -hmm. their names are, what their background is, where they meet, the sex, the, the toys, the drama. Like I want us all to input together and write a really fun little erotic story. I know. I'm so excited about this. I think it's going to be really, really fun. So each week we'll ask on our socials a new question and get your votes to determine all of those lovely things that Emma just talked about. And Woo. then we will keep you updated throughout the season as to where we are at. So make sure that you are following us at Electric Rodeo Podcast on Instagram to keep up with it. Woohoo! Oh, yeah. And, you know, stay erotic, baby. We'll be back next week with another episode. Oh, my God. I love stay erotic, baby. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye. You've been listening to the Electric Rodeo podcast by Adult Toy Megastore. Follow Electric Rodeo free on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And to keep up to date with our bucket list progress, follow at Electric Rodeo Podcast on Instagram. Woo!